0: Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello and welcome to another Live Talks with Lauren podcast episode. I'm I've been experimenting with the sound the last few weeks to try and get it right. I noticed when Jason and I did our episode 2 weeks ago, he, the the sound was like way too low and I was afraid it was going to be too loud with two of us on there, but I went to listen back and I was kind of frustrated because I was in the shower listening and I could barely hear over the shower with volume all the way up. So I was like, dang it. One of my biggest pet peeves is if a podcast doesn't have like their sound together. And like, obviously we have our own individual pet peeves with that. For me, it's like, if it's not loud enough or if it's so loud that like, I've listened to podcast episodes where like multiple ladies are like chatting and some of them like bang on like the the table and you can hear it or they're like they start to get too high pitched and it like hurts my ears. <laughs> so those are like my two biggest pet peeves, so I try to get the sound on my podcast to be like good and pleasing to the ears. But yeah, I will literally if I'm frustrated with how a podcast sounds, I will be like, "Nope, not listening to that again." So I hope that you can give me a second chance if you haven't been enjoying the sound. Let me know if you have any feedback of, you know, like we all listen on different devices obviously so for me it's like listening on my iphone i want the sound to be at the perfect level so i turned it up a little bit i apologize that during the summer i have sounds of japan going on so you have the soundtrack of cicadas in the background last week there was one in particular that really just sang the whole time and then I thought I was in the clear today. There's like, you can kind of hear them, but right before I started recording, one just squealed so loud. I was like, you better shut up, you little cicada. Oh my gosh, these little ugly ass cicadas. <laughs> I have I think I've gotten used to the spiders here, but the cicadas, just they're just not it. All right, so I actually feel really happy to be talking to you this week again. I was having a little bit of anxiety thinking that like, I'm not, maybe I'm not going to record, maybe I'm not in the headspace for it. I'm having another one of those weeks where I overanalyze everything and I like, I get so shameful about any behaviors or any mistakes that I think I make in social interactions or in you know, relationships or friendships. I think that's why if you've noticed the last few episodes, I brought up friendship because I'm just really like going through it right now with like feeling rejected in certain friendships, but never like never really getting anything from them. So I don't know if I'm being rejected, but my mind fills in the blanks and that's been really freaking hard for me. And so I was like, you know, kind of overthinking things this week, but got to a point where I was at peace where I'm like, okay, I just have to let go. There's, There just has to be a point where I just let it go and I move on. And so I'd gotten to a peaceful place and then I was listening back to last week's episode or this week technically but when you listen to this it'll be last week so i record this the episodes and then post them like a week or two after they're recording so sometimes the timelines seem a little confusing but that's why i think most podcasts don't record and post in the same week because like i feel like you have to be really on it for that and so anyway I was listening back to last week's episode, which is kind of nice. It's kind of like watching a vlog or you listen back to yourself and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened last week. Or, you know, it's it's kind of nice to remember some of the memories. But I started to get in my head again. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so like I'm, I have this fear that certain people will listen and think that it's about them or that like even if it is something I mentioned about them, that it's like so horrible or I think horrible things about them. I don't think horrible things about people. The only horrible things that I think about people are about myself. And that's, um, really hard for me because I'm hardest on myself. I think most of us are. So I, it's always like me thinking, and I've said this a few times, like, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? I'm constantly assessing my behavior and sometimes it's exhausting. And I think, I think that's kind of the thing that can push people away sometimes because it's like, it's kind of exhausting when someone doesn't really know their worth or whatever. And it's not to say that I don't, it's just that sometimes my mind likes to tell me otherwise. I don't know if it's chemical or hormonal or what causes it, but I'm, I've, I've always, I've gotten way better than I was in the past. In the past, I wouldn't even be able to like talk about it or be able to even show up to record this podcast episode but I'm able to recognize it and be aware of it and then just know that like my mind is telling me things that are not necessarily true it's I think my friend Chelsea once said it that it's like your first initial thought isn't actually what like it's just your mind, but then you, from there, your cognitive, okay, I'm saying this really terribly, but in other words, you have this initial thought, that's just kind of how the mind works. Maybe your brain or your mind or brain is judging things. Cause that's what we do as humans. Like that's how the brain is wired to compare, to judge, to, you know, whatever, whatever. Maybe you're even just regurgitating something that you saw once on social media, say someone called this girl fat and disgusting, and you just pick that up and so your mind just picks up those words and then internalizes it and then maybe projects it somewhere else. But anyway, that might be the initial thought, but then from there you can choose to, like, what am I gonna do with this information? that actually really hit me earlier this week when I was journaling about feelings that I was having about someone in my life and, and like their actions or whatever. As soon as I started journaling about it, I felt that my initial like reaction was really just like a projection or internalized fear that I had of losing that person or feeling distant from them or feeling, you know, just like... I guess like I'm not gonna go into it obviously because that's like a whole separate thing. but my point is is that while I was journaling, I was able to realize like that my initial judgment of this person wasn't because they were doing anything wrong. It was more so my fear of losing them because maybe they've changed something about who they are, their lifestyle or whatever. and I felt like, oh man, we're not going to relate to each other anymore or they're going to expect me to change or they're going to think that I'm judging them for being the way that they are, whatever. And so, yeah, my, my brain, she just likes to analyze just everything, every little thing. I've noticed it really helps like since I've gotten back into school and especially now like studying literature and writing and stuff, it gives my brain something to do. Maybe I'll become this really awesome storyteller because, because my brain likes to, I I don't know. I really want to explore that, see where I can go with that. So that's one update with my life this week, but I'm really grateful to be talking to you because I just, I feel like, I mean, this is why I started this or changed the podcast to this name. I, I really feel like this is what, if we were to get together, this is what we would sit down and talk about course I'd see what's going on on your end this week you know um that's the one component that I miss is like hearing about you but I love when y'all reach out to me and and this happens pretty much every week when I post I get at least one or so people that reach out and say like hey I related to this or you know yada yada and I I like that because that's kind of the point of this And these are the kind of things that I would sit down and talk to with a friend. And I think it's helpful to get it out. I think we should all be able to talk about how we feel. I guess if you're a verbal processor, I'm realizing not everybody processes things like that. For me, I am very much like I have to process things out loud. I talk out loud. And I think I've gotten myself in trouble in that way. Cause sometimes I'll like overshare or say something to either vent or make sense of something and immediately maybe I've said it to the wrong person or whatever, uh, or someone who doesn't really know me and like my full intentions or whatever. And then it's like, you know, you have to share with the right people. Brene Brown is always talking about that and her work is just, maybe not sharing with everybody and knowing like who your safe spaces are of the people that really, really know you, who you are, what your intentions are and recognize that if you say something out of character, it's not necessarily like that you're a bad person or whatever. It's just that like maybe they they realize like you're processing something or whatever Or if, you know, they can lovingly call you out and be like, do you really believe that? Or, you know, something going on. Is there something deeper behind this? And so that helps me too. I call myself out whether I'm talking or journaling or whatever. So anyway, the power of friendship. And again, like you could go to therapy and maybe get the same I don't know, I've heard not all therapists are created equally, and I've only gone to couples therapy. I haven't gone to individual therapy, so I couldn't actually tell you the reality behind that. That's just what I've heard. So anyway, the other stuff going on in my life last, oh my gosh, a week now from today, it went by so fast, or a week ago from today. <laughs> I Jason and I We booked this place back in April because there's this. So, there's this resort here on Okinawa on the island called Okuma. It's like more of a military resort and it's like an hour drive away or something. And the beach there is really nice because it's very sandy, like one of the main beaches, very sandy, very clear. And sometimes I just feel more comfortable on. American installations just because it's like you can navigate things easier or whatever so I really like Okuma for that and so back in April one of my friends told me about this cabin that they have that's like a individual cabin it has a I almost said balcony like a deck with a hot tub and a grill and then you get this giant private beach and it's only for couples no kids are allowed no visitors no nothing it's just for you, too. So I we called back in April and asked what dates they had available. They had one night available, which was July 7th. So we snagged that up, and that's what we did last Thursday. Had a little, quote-unquote, staycation. That was our favorite thing to do when we lived in Vegas, was just go to the Strip and stay at different hotels. You just experience it differently that way. And so we went to Okuma... We had our one night, our private beach. It was really nice, really fun. We just, of course, I had him take a bunch of pictures of me in my swimsuit and shared those. I took some of him, hit like him, but he wore a Speedo, so they're not really shareable. And it's so funny because they say private beach, but there were obviously boats driving by every once in a while. And then there's this, like, overlook where there there's like this path that leads to an overlook so people walking the path can look onto our private beach and thankfully we weren't naked or doing anything naughty because like these people were like looking over at us but jason's there in his speedo just laying on the beach i did not once leave the water because i'm such a water baby so we have these little floats i floated in the water for hours just drinking Truly's because they came out with the new the different kinds of Truly's. what pack did I get again oh the punch pack so I was just drinking Truly's and just like looking out into the water just feeling so grateful for life Jason is like so strange if he if his hands or body starts to get wrinkly in water like that's he's like that's my sign I gotta go I like I said I don't care we grew up around lake tahoe and my mom had summers off because she worked in the kitchen and she would take us to the lake all the time and i don't know if you know this about lake tahoe but it's ice cold it's freaking beautiful lake but it's ice cold so sometimes it would take me a little while to get the courage to get fully in but once i did i never wanted to get out of the water my mom would have to practically drag me out. And that's kind of just how I've always been with water. Like once I'm in, I don't want to get out. So I'm just laying on my float, drinking truly the world is so bright. Everything is so beautiful. I'm so grateful to be there with Jason and living my best life. And it was one of those moments that give you pause to just really look around at everything you have and how far you've come in life. And you know, I just thought about my younger self would never have imagined this for her and would never have known that this was available to her. And, and then I was actually talking to my aunt Joanne who passed away. If that's, if you've noticed too, I, I think I've almost mentioned her. Like I mentioned, I talk about her a lot because as I've said, she was one of my favorite people in the whole world and her passing away was so unexpected and out of nowhere. And So I just, I try to keep her memory alive and think about her and talk about her. And one of our things that we always did was she had a hot tub in her backyard and we would drink wine and just talk and I could talk to her about anything. And so it was really nice that our cabin had the hot tub out there because Jason and I, you know, after... We got this, we went and got a pizza, brought it back, watched the sunset. That was Jason's idea, which was amazing. And we watched the sunset, most beautiful sunset I have ever seen. Uh, I actually posted it on Instagram, so you can check it out there. Uh, I'm at Lauren M. Kendrick, if you're not following me there. I don't want to just assume. (laughs) But anyway, so we watched this, we watched the sunset, and then we went into the hot tub, and yeah, just always, hot tubs always remind me of her, and it was so nice, and then also the appreciation for the sunset, another big story of my life, big turning point in my life was back when I lived in England, I was in my early 20s, and just kind of, I don't know, still really feeling confused and lost, and I was driving home from work one day and I lived in this area where there were a lot of fields, a lot of trees, a lot of nature, really beautiful place. But I was driving home and looked to my left and the sun was setting. It was very bright and beautiful. The sky was lit up and hues of like orange and tangerine and pinks and, and you know, beautiful. But I realized in that moment that I felt nothing. And I thought to myself, I'm completely numb, like how long have I been numbing myself? I think some things that I went through throughout childhood and growing up caused me to just really have my guard up and my walls up, and and so I felt nothing. And so now, sunsets are really, really, really significant to me for that reason, because that was like a turning point for me to realize, how do I get out of this, how do I embrace being able to feel things and you know maybe that's why sometimes if you know me i i seem a little bit too touchy-feely or a little bit too vulnerable or over sharing or whatever whatever it's because i've been at a point or i've lived many years where i felt nothing and i didn't talk about these things that i was feeling and i never want to return to that place so whenever I see a sunset, a really beautiful sunset, that's how I gauge where I'm at. Like, am I doing well or am I numbing? And I definitely really felt that sunset last week, so that was really nice. Then the net, no, the next day we just spent at the beach, which was also really nice. We went to the main beach because we had to check out of our cabin and ran into a girl that I've been connected with over Facebook, her and her friend. It was so funny too she has these two beautiful little boys and actually when jason and i were at breakfast one of them ran into the kitchen and we were just giggling about it like oh how funny like you know we made those funny jokes like oh we put him to work you know dad jokes and later when we went to the beach that i saw the it was two girls two friends and then one of the girl's husband and her two sons so they were in the water and stuff and they just first of all they were also drinking punch truly so immediately i was like ooh and then i don't know just something about their vibe i just really liked and so i said to jason i'm like wow like those are i could tell like those are the kind of like my kind of friends but then i was like how do i approach them like so awkward like how do you approach people i used to do it in the bathroom like when i'd be out i would just I'd be in the bathroom with someone and I'd like look at her and be like, wow, I really love your dress. And then she'd be like, oh my God, thank you. And then we'd start a conversation. And then as we're talking, more girls are coming in, joining. And like, that's how I made a majority of my friends in my early twenties. But now it's like, what if I seem weird, whatever, like, I don't know how to start this conversation. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll try to think of a way to smoothly get in there. Then they ended up leaving their stuff because I guess they were staying there. They ended up leaving their stuff on the beach for a little bit, taking the boys probably to feed them or put them down for a nap or whatever. And then I get a message from this girl and she's like, hey, is that you at Okuma? I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) yes. Should have recognized her from her boys, but I'm bad at looking. I'm really already bad with like faces as it is, but like looking at people's pictures and then, trying to, you know, because like pictures don't always match and yada yada. This girl actually did really match her pictures. I just didn't, um, I just didn't put it together. So anyway, oh, and we were all wearing sunglasses and like swimsuits too. So as a different element, I think I'm recognizable because I'm really tall and I've red hair. I don't know if I seem tall online. Anyway, I digress. But then she comes back, and it's just her and her friend, and they go out on their floaties back into the water. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how, like, I have to now that we've broken that barrier. Like, I have to go talk to them. It'd be so weird if we just sat here the rest of the day and didn't even like say hi to each other in person. So I'm like trying to work up the courage, sipping on some more Trulies, like thinking, like, how can I approach this and I told Jason I'm like it would be weird if I actually just like swam out to them on my floaty right because they just kept drifting further and further out he's like yeah that would be weird (laughs) so him and I just hung out we threw like the football back and forth in the water and I was just like just waiting for a moment and then finally we happened to like float by each other and then I was like hey I should have recognized you from your boys and then broke the ice from there and we had a conversation so that was really nice and then The next day was Saturday. It was the 4th of July festival that was canceled because of the rain and then pushed to the weekend, last weekend, which was what, the 11th or something? I don't know, don't ask ask me about dates. I never know what day it is or what date. I know what day of the week it is. I just never know what the date is. So we had the 4th of July celebration festival, which I had already agreed to sing. I was gonna sing one song, as one of the contestants of the karaoke unit versus unit competition that I did earlier this year. Turns out they contacted a few contestants. I'm, It was me and one other person who agreed to sing a contestant from a few years ago. And I guess they pulled out last minute too. So that I got a text message the night before and they're like, are you willing to sing two songs? I was like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. So I came up with another song. I ended up singing Valerie by Amy Winehouse and then What's Up by Four Non Blondes. And for the tracks, I found them on Spotify and they were like acoustic tracks because I really wanted to get, like the festival started at 4 p.m. It was a really beautiful day. I wanted to get that kind of laid back festival, festival, festival vibe. And so I chose those ones. I show up and they're talking amongst each other about how whoever was supposed to sing the national anthem later that night, right before the fireworks, was maybe not going to make it. And they were like, oh, okay, well, you'll, to the DJ, you'll have to find a track with words on it and then play it. I was like, I'll sing the national anthem? I know both national anthems, the Japanese and the American. I just sang one for my husband's, like, change of command ceremony. Uh, and they were like, what? Okay, Cool. So, but they, you know, were like, oh, do you want to stay in the sun all day? Like, it's going to be a long day. I was like, yeah, i will do it. And so I sang my two songs and I already knew because the festival started at four and they had me on stage at like 4.15, there was going to be no one around. And that actually made me feel good because I'd get practice on stage Oh, like a, like a real, like it was a real big stage. The sound system went all like extended all the way throughout the park and stuff. So it was a really good sound system, really great mic, better than I've ever sang on. And thing like, so thankfully it wasn't that busy. And then I had a few friends that wanted to show up right at the beginning of the festival to be there to watch me perform and it was cool because as i started singing they slowly like walked up with their families like they just got there in time and so i was like greeting them as they were walking up and it was just really fun i really enjoyed that and then for the fireworks they had bands going all day so there were like this by the time the fireworks went off the whole place was like filled with people there were so many people so I was trying not to get nervous I'm like it's the national anthem so pretty you know straightforward I don't have to perform it or anything like that I'm not Fergie you know what I'm saying so I get up on stage though they had just this this Japanese rock band they were so awesome the lead singer was like so funny and they actually went over. So they had to stall the fireworks and they were all like everyone in the back, um, everyone like in the planning areas were like talking on their headsets, like nervous that because their plan was I was gonna sing the national anthem, finish it. And then as soon as I was done, like on my last note, the fireworks would start. So they had to like, they kept changing it. And anyway, this band was just so into it. They just kept going over. And finally they were like, okay, you gotta go. So they get get them off stage and then I get on stage and it's like a bunch of drunk guys in the audience that are like, USA, USA, like chanting. And I decide I chose to sing an a cappella because I tried to sing it earlier in the day with the track and it was just way too much. Anyway, yeah, so I start singing and And it worked as soon as the last note hit, the fireworks went off. It was just a really cool experience. So that was my weekend had roller derby practice on Sunday and that felt really good. I always love when we get to practice in the gym, we practice once a week in the gym on the slick floors and then once a week outside because they push us out of the gym because our sport is apparently not a priority sport (laughs) and so I know I had talked last week about how I was just feeling, um, I don't know, just the lessons. Oh, great. Jason just flushed the toilet. You probably hear that. <laughs> just the lessons that I have been learning through derby practice. And anyway, Sunday was a really good practice. One of the girls who is a vet, like a like a skating vet, a roller derby vet, like shows showed up. And I actually really like her when she comes in and she's, she's like hard on us, but like in a loving way, like very, she just knows how to like kind of push you to what you're capable of. So I just feel like I'm really progressing and that's kind of update with that. I feel like I'm in one of those modes today where I'm telling my stories really long and like dragging them out. So I'm trying not to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to bore you to death, but Anyway, just a few more things. Um, like I said, I'm having a lazy week. Just been really tired. Lazy meaning, I don't know, like, taking. I've been taking the longest naps. But I'm still going to the gym. I actually hit two PRs in the gym this week. One with squatting. Well, I don't know if the squatting one was a PR, but i had been squatting light for quite a while now. But I got up to, like, over 100 or something squatting. And then I benched 105 without a spotter, which was cool because <laughs> usually the, the other time that I've actually benched 105, I had Jason there spotting me. So, So I've just been going to the gym, went to derby practice last night doing very little like stuff, like I said. So this morning I was kind of feeling really blah and I feel like because I've had a lazier week, stuff in the house is like building up. And because for me, I suspect that I have like either ADD or ADHD, just the way that my brain works, my house pretty much has to be clean at all times. And by clean, I mean like neat and organized. There's still dust and stuff. I'm not saying I'm like immaculate, but it actually, it at least has to look like really organized and stuff. So I clean or I, yeah, I do room resets multiple times throughout the day. So Throughout the day, probably three to five times a day, I take five to ten minutes and clean up my space. But because I've been so, like, tired this week, I haven't been really doing that. So things were starting to pile up, and I was getting really overwhelmed. So I'm laying on the couch this morning, going through, like, TikToks and stuff, and I notice I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable in my own body and, like, disgusted with myself and, like, feeling like I'm not good enough. And it's so weird because the thing I've learned about myself is that if I feel behind on things or if I feel like my environment doesn't feel good or anything like that, it can literally change the way I feel about myself. I'll start to get cranky and irritable and I won't be productive. And as soon as I recognize it now, I'm really good at being like, okay, I'm going to put on a podcast and I'm just going to catch up on everything. So I spent a few hours this morning just doing, like, a home reset. And this time I actually did go around and, like, dust and I vacuumed. And I, yeah, I, like, did some of the stuff I don't, nor like, do on a regular basis. And then I made the house smell really good. I lit candles. I, I just really wanted to make this space conducive to, like, relaxation and just and yeah just giving myself like a reset for the week so that helped a lot and then I just dyed my hair and I did some homework and stuff and it just kind of changed the way that my day went and started to feel a little bit more like myself so if you ever are starting to feel kind of like not productive or unable to focus or overwhelmed or irritable I always say the first place to start is your environment. Like, what is your environment looking like? What is your house looking like? If you feel too overwhelmed to do like a full house cleaning, can you set a timer for like 20 minutes and just go hard in that 20 minutes? I think any little bit makes a big difference. That's been the biggest game changer for me. It's like making sure that my house, uh, like we have a very minimalistic house that's decorated nicely but not too overwhelm overwhelming like it's very simply decorated but like everything's in my vibe and it's just a place that I want to be and I want to go back to it's like my safe space and so if it does feel messy or anything I just already know exactly how I feel and that's what motivates me to keep it clean and it's takes a little bit to build the habit but once you do it's just a game changer like the way that my environment is set up literally runs everything else in my life so just want to share that in case that's something that you know you struggle with sometimes feeling overwhelmed check out your environment first so the last thing i'm gonna say jason it right now is like getting a massage table set up so i think i'm about to get a nice massage <laughs> um I, so I talked last week too, about the friend that I had that that's been coming with me to the gym and something that we've been talking about a few times is having realistic expectations for your gym experience. This is another thing in my life that I, I guess I could say is like a life hack, quote unquote. It's the way that I've been able to stay consistent with my gym routine in a way where it's like a no brainer. Like I don't have to force myself to go to the gym. I just do it because I know it's a big cornerstone of like who I am. I don't know if that's the proper usage of that word, but anyway, so real having realistic expectations, first of all, of like why you're there. Most people only work out to achieve a certain physique or, or you only focus on working out when you're trying to lose weight or, you know, something physical, which we have, we have control over our, how we look like how our bodies look, but we don't have as much control as we think we do. And sometimes, and I, I personally think the best approach, if you are trying to make changes to your physique or your body is to, to go slowly and to take it a little bit at a time, not go so hard that you get overwhelmed and you quit. I always say that you want to do you want to set your gym routine or your workout routine up in a way that you're planning on doing it for life because if you are expecting to see results with your physique but you're also working out in a realistic way that keeps you coming back day in and day out and doesn't feel like torture it's probably going to take a really long time to see any changes. And so if you make it all about that then you're going to get easily discouraged because you're in the gym for a week or two weeks and you're like, I'm not seeing any changes. I must not be doing it right. And I'm not like, it, it, it doesn't take like a month. It doesn't take like sometimes three months, six months. Sometimes it takes years. And I know for me, I, I'll see like little subtle changes, but I also, I think that my body is right now is very close to where she wants to be like physique wise, if that makes sense. Cause we all have genetics, like genetic influences and in how we look. And, and then based on how we like, what our lifestyle is like, or whatever, my body has been at a pretty comfortable weight. I was a little bit over, I think my comfortable size after the pandemic and stuff like after 2020, when we initially stayed home for a while, and I wasn't in my gym routine, now that I've been back at it for, I'd say, a good year or so, I do feel like my body is just comfortable. Like, it is what it is, you know? And if I went into the gym every day feeling like, oh, is it changing? Is it changing? Like, I have some days where I do look in the mirror when I get to the gym, and I'm like, oh, like, no. And so I don't, I I try on those days, and And most days in the gym, I just zone out and I'm not even, I don't even look at myself like really, unless I'm looking at my form and I just am grinding away. And so I think that might be helpful to keep in mind if you have a hard time sticking to a gym routine or a workout routine, literally like what feels good and brings you pleasure. And sometimes that means you have to start really slow. Even like with roller derby practice, I wasn't... Fit in that, like in the way that I needed to be, especially in the beginning, like stamina wise for like cardio and stuff. And like, it's obviously completely different than what I'm doing lifting in the gym. So, the first few months of roller derby, like my legs hurt, my back hurt after every practice, my feet hurt. And then, uh, and I'd be like exhausted throughout practice. And then recently, I hit a point where it's like, I could squat all day long like this. My back doesn't hurt after practice. I'm feeling really strong and my stamina is good all throughout practice. And that just took me being really patient with myself and continuing to show up and not pushing myself so hard that it felt like, well, I don't want to do this because I dread it because I, you know, whatever. So I, I work out, I lift weights five days a week and I usually lift between 30 to 45 minutes, but I do it pretty quickly as in like, I'm like, go, go, go. Like rate of play is, is high where I'm like, I'm not sitting around diddly daddling. I'm like at it for the whole 30 to 45 minutes. And then I do. So two of those days are leg days and I don't do cardio on leg days. And one of my leg days is a, or no. Yeah. I don't do cardio on leg days. So I do like days on Tuesdays and Thursdays and then on Monday, Wednesday and Fridays I do the lifting. Like I do some upper body lifting and then I walk on the treadmill for like 30 minutes. I do either like this, the struts, treadmill struts that I found from TikTok And so I increase my speed throughout the walk and sometimes do it on an incline, just depending on how I'm feeling. And that's the other thing, like some days my body feels more energetic than others. So I really embrace it on the days where I'm feeling more energetic and those are the days I really go hard. And then other days I just kind of feel like lifting and then like walking and that's what keeps me going week in and week out and not making excuses for like why I can't go and I just think about the impact that it has on my mental health and just who I am as a person. I, I feel confident I think in everyday life because I feel so strong because I do go to the gym and I feel like that's the one way because it's the first thing I do in the morning is go to the gym. It's the way that I start my day. It sets the tone for my day. It sets the tone for the kind of person that I want to be. Which is someone who shows up and does her best every single day and then i continue my routine i come home and clean up my house really fast get ready like shower put on makeup have a breakfast and and then the rest of the day i just feel like really strong and that's also really helped me and so having kind of on the other hand you are going to have some weeks and I do too some weeks where you're just like not feeling it and having, having guilt for anything or feeling ashamed of like feeling that like, Oh, I'm going to fall off the wagon or whatever is not really going to be helpful for you to just pick right back up where you left off. And so, so many of us too feel so guilty for taking a day off or like, eating quote unquote the wrong thing and then we shut down and we're like, well, I blew it. Like there is no such thing as blowing it because every day, every moment is a new opportunity for you to try again, to show up again. Like I've had days this week, like I said, where I've been lazy and just like, I've had the munchies and I Will do, you know, whatever. I, if my body is asking for rest at this point, I'm so in tune with my body that I usually know that and I don't feel guilty for needing to rest. I don't, I think that we've been taught to feel so guilty. And you know, obviously, if it becomes a pattern or I realize that like I'm being, I'm like either making excuses like only I know whether or not I'm trying to make excuses and if I do I don't beat myself up for it I'm just like all right like you give yourself that tough love and hold yourself accountable like like I'm glad that you've been enjoying this rest maybe you obviously needed it or uh, if you have been you know making excuses like why am I making excuses and what is this going to do to my self-esteem and just how I show up every day is this how I want is this the pattern that I want to build, the path that I want to go down? And if that's a no, then you say, okay, well, it's going to be a little bit hard for the next few days because I'm just going to show up regardless of how I feel. And, and then you just rebuild that habit and you go back into it. So I hope that's not too abstract. If you need some more clarification, let me know. But those are just kind of a few of the life hacks that have helped me become a more productive confident version of myself I and I don't mean productive again in like the hustle sense but like in the in the way that like I show I show up and I do the things in my life that make me feel good and that make set me up to be my most present like best self for the people that I'm around or even just for myself if I'm just you know hanging out with myself so uh, again I am far from perfect but it's helped me, especially in being someone that I, that I know that I'm neurodivergent. So my brain just works differently. And my brain has been an obstacle. My mind has been an obstacle for me at times in my life. And so these are the, the, the gym and like having my environment are probably two of my biggest tools for being successful in other areas of my life, like setting me up for that success. So anyway, I've really, like I said, enjoyed talking to you and I am going to go hopefully get a massage now from Jason. I hope he's not listening. (laughs) I know his secrets. Um, But anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. I will talk to you again next week and come chat with me on Instagram and we will then continue the conversation next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.